It's a pre-food day. Treasury's pre-election update will see forecasts for inflation, unemployment, government debt, operating balance, economic growth for the next couple of years. Expectation, of course, is going to be ugly. Former Reserve, former Reserve Bank economist Michael Riddell's back with us. Michael, morning to you. Morning, Mike. Ugly would be your word, do you think? Uh, probably, although um, you know the economy's clearly been deteriorating, the revenue's falling behind. There's quite a lot of gaming that goes on um, with these numbers. Um, you know, you saw the government um, announce that it was cutting the operating allowance a couple of weeks ago. Mm. The reason for that is not that they're actually cutting expenditure at the moment; it's to make the numbers here look better. Exactly. Treasury do are they as good as anybody? Because this is still guesswork, isn't it? Uh, it is guesswork. It's particularly guesswork about the state of the economy. What they know about better than anybody else is the specific implications for of tax and spending policies. They're inside the numbers. They can get timely data from the last even few days uh, before they finalise the numbers. Um, so, so yeah, broadly speaking, they'll be as good as anyone. Their economic forecast they use will have been financed finalised a month or six weeks ago. So there's a bit of a lag there, but you know it's a reasonable story given what they're told to do. They have to just tell us what what the minister told him as government policy shows. Yeah. What do we need to be looking at to be most worried about? See, I'm I'm worried about inflation being way stickier than most people think it is. Or should I be looking at the level of debt or the cost of servicing that debt? I think the main thing here is the size of the deficit and the rising, the increase in the level of debt. Um, Treasury has no particular advantage in forecasting inflation. You might as well look at the Reserve Bank numbers or the market economists for that. But, you know, one of the things that's really disconcerting about the last few years is most advanced countries haven't seen their government debt rising over the COVID period. We have. Ours has risen sharply. It's still forecast to rise a lot this year and to rise next year. We're still below the OECD average, but we're getting close again. Yeah, that whole really... comparison thing, though, Michael, when the Gruntles do it tomorrow, who go, oh, compared to a lot of countries, we're not doing too badly. I mean, I, technically that's true, but is that a measure? It's, 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 it's not true, Mike. Actually, on a deficit measure, the IMF was here a couple of weeks, a few weeks ago. They put their report out, and their numbers show that we have the second largest fiscal deficit of any advanced country in the world at the moment. Um, the fact that our debt is below is true, but the fact that it's closing in quite rapidly on the OECD average should be something that concerns us. Because the OECD average or median includes those really high, recklessly indebted countries, the Britons, the US, the Japans, the Italys. Uh, we just don't want to be in the same league as those. We want low, stable levels of debt. Yes, we, we should. Yes, we do. Will this play into the election? Will people be attuned enough to what we're seeing today to, to make a decision around it? It's hard to tell. Both sides of politics seem to have little interest in highlighting the deficit. Um, you know, National came out with their package a couple of weeks ago that even if you take their numbers at face value, so that it's fully funded, it didn't make any inroads on the deficit. Um, so it may be a bit up to the sort of media and commentators as to whether they can put additional pressure on. The public themselves, I think, will just see the headlines that say, yeah. oh, there's a surplus three or four years down the track and not ask the hard questions. How do you plan to get there? Well, that's why we have you on regularly, Michael, and we appreciate it every time. Michael Riddell, former Reserve Bank economist. For more from the Mike Hosking Breakfast, listen live to News Talk ZB from 6 a.m. weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.